Welcome back, everybody. Take a break with Steven. Steven Seamus. Welcome back, Alex. Good to see you again. Yes. I'm repping also my... good to see you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm repping my tough shirt today. My Tufts. oldest nephew. It was yeah. uh, my, my oldest nephew, Noah's 21st birthday. So he goes to tough. So I'm repping him today. Nice. Nice. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I'm he watches up. every week, right? All your, your, everybody in your family does. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Come on, yes. Alex. What are you talking about over there? You're trying to embarrass me. So I think we have a jam-packed show today, Alex, right? We're gonna, we've got a lot of stuff oh, on, the, on stuff. the agenda. A lot of stuff. Yeah, normally, normally we go uh, very narrow but very deep. Right. Today we're going a little wide uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, not very deep, very, yes. uh, very top-level type stuff. We're going we're gonna, to – what is it? The quick bullets. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, yeah. right. That's good. Alex, you, you know what? You're, you're cleverer <laughs> than you look. I'm getting used to this. That's it, yeah. You're smarter than you look. Is that what people Thank tell you? you? I'll take it. I'm <laughs> fine with me. All right, let's go. What are we talking about today, Alex? What are the, what are these topics? Yeah, so we're gonna again, we're gonna do a, a lot of little things. Um, Canto, a couple IDW books and Boom books. Uh, Yara Floor, which is heating up a little bit, although her main book's not out yet. Um, we're gonna go right back into Star Wars. Talk about uh, a Star Wars adventure Peach Momoko cover, which is amazing. We're gonna talk a little Darth Revan, who is a, if you're a video game Star Wars fan, that guy is your everything. Um, right back into Cosmic Ghost Rider, Naomi, and then we're going to end it with Gunslinger from Spawn. You know, one thing I noticed about the topics that you, that you mentioned for today, Alex, is mm -hmm. these are not top of mind characters. Right. And these are not top of mind books that you're reading about every single day. Right. So, so I think we're going to give you a real education today because, you know, a lot of times it's very easy to be like, oh, uh, Spider-Man 300 is hot, right. right? It's selling for this much. Or, you know, we try to give you a good variety here of, of topics and of different subject matter, different characters, different television and stuff that's going in, you know, you know, when, when an obscure, uh, you know, a book like Ball and Chain, right. you know, goes to film with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, today's uh, show is going to be interesting. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be characters you're not used to. And I, to me, this is the good stuff, right? Because yeah. I think it's almost like, you know, when you were looking at baseball cards or football cards back in the 80s and 90s, it was like, who's the next hot rookie, right? right. Who's going to be the first up thing and you coming? Look at, well, who are the rookies? Right. Who are the, rookies, who are the rookies? Who who's the pro, Who's the guy drafted in the third round or the fifth round or the sixth round? And who's coming up and who's going to be hot? To me, this has that, right? What we're right. going to talk about today, these are not necessarily books with high print runs, these are not necessarily books that even if they were part of runs like like Gunslinger was part of Spawn, where mm -hmm. Spawn has always had a pretty high print run. It's not a book that people necessarily kept bagged and boarded and 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 protected, you know, for for many many years the way some of the stuff. So I'm actually excited to kind of jump in today. Yes, we'll uh, with, with all these topics and uh, so so let's get going, Alex. What are we going to talk about first? Yeah, let's talk a little Canto. Yeah, so. What is can uh, what is Canto? Go ahead. Canto. I mean, it's just it's an original story from a comic book at IDW. A extremely low print run uh, about like these little these these people that have clocks instead of hearts because their hearts were taken out. And it's just it's an original story. It's not from a video game. It's not a property. It's a completely original story. These remind me. And like I said, these are hot. This is the first printings. It's not picked up for anything yet. I'm sure it will be, but it reminds me of like stuff of legend and like these indie books that just come out of nowhere. And it's such an original new fresh idea that people want them after they come out and start getting reviews. 
By the way, I know a couple of people whose hearts were taken out as well, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> I won't mention any names on the air. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. This book is hot, Alex. Uh, big money. Big yeah. money. For, yeah. for a book that has no uh, TV or film attached to it yet, yeah. like you said, yeah. yet. So let's go through this. This is amazing. June of 2019, Canto number one, uh, 100 blue label 9.8s, seven gold label 9.8s. It's a $700 book, Alex. Yeah. 700. I think the printer was less than 10,000 on that book. That's oh, crazy. So you can't even get them raw. So you can't that's get them bananas. raw. Yeah, that's crazy. Alex, you can go to the local comic shop and oh my get gosh, a couple I of wish. Comics? I wish. You can't get them, huh? No. I would, I would read it. I mean, I'll, I'll get the trade paperback and read it. It sounds interesting, but yeah, you're not going to find first printing of those books. Got it. And then there was the Nick Robles retailer incentive. There are 23 blue label 9.8s. There are two gold label 9.8s. That's also a $700 book. Super, super duper, super, super, super low pop. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. those retailers, you know, they're doing them more and more. I see every week uh, I saw yep. Last Ronin. I see some of these other ones. They're doing more of these uh, one per store retailer incentives. Let me ask you something. They're not tied to exclusives. They're not tied to... Um, they're not tied to order minimums. What is the point of doing, you, you worked in a retail shop, I worked mm -hmm. in a retail shop. What do you think the one per retail exclusive deal is? What, what is the point of that? Uh, you know, a lot of it is the companies like IDW or Image, Marvel or DC, just a thank you to their to their retailers, you know? And it's, it's an automatic, hard to find book when every retailer, let's just say there's 5,000 retailers, which is probably less than, that's only 5,000 copies of a book, which is extremely low print. Um, you know, and they know that they can sell them for a good amount of money right off the bat. And it, it's an, it's a collectible that if you have one, you might be the only one in your surrounding area that's going to have a copy of that cover in that book. So it's a, it's a nice thing for the, the stores to make a little extra money on something that, you know, it might be, you know, order 10 and you get one, which is, you know, easy numbers for stores. Right. One per store. It's like, it, it doesn't discriminate big store, or small store. You get right. one Midtown. You say Midtown comics, that location gets one copy. Gets that's one it. copy. That's it. Wow. Yep. Alex, is there like a rumble when the book comes in and like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's <laughs> lines, you know, first person at the door waiting to get in. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. Then there's the convention edition, uh, which there are 43 blue label 9.8s. There are 17 gold label 9.8s. That's a $400 book. So what you're starting to see is that there, there's definitely some preference to certain covers over another. Cause when you're talking about low pop books like this, uh, you know, anything goes right. Like why is that not a $700 book? Why is it not an eight? So we're just, we're just giving everybody out there the information, go online, take a look at the different covers. Alex will show you some of the different covers as we speak about them and, and decide for yourself. But you're starting to see like a pattern develop here. Like you're seeing these very, very low print runs on the retailer incentive books. Alex, to your point is you can assume that the retailers are getting one copy. They know there's only one copy per store. A lot of them are probably sending them into CGC if they're grade worthy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the difference with that is that there's not going to be books just popping up all over the place, the retailer incentives, right? Yeah. There's one per store. It's not going to pop up. You know, when you have a regular print run, there might be a retailer who has 50 copies or 20 copies or 75. Like I talk to retailers, some of the people that we know, and they're like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I bought 50 copies of that book. I found it in my warehouse until 20 years later, right? Yeah, like, yeah. We, we've had that happen at, at my brother's shop in Toy Wiz, where you have yeah. a box and you didn't open it and you find all of a sudden it's got a limited edition something from 20 years ago. Yeah. Then of course, your favorite, Alex, <laughs> uh, the second print came yes. out in July, a month later. There are only 16 blue label 9.8s, only two gold label 9.8s, super duper, super low pop, right. about $200. Yeah. Then the third print came out the following month, 
August, there are seven blue label, zero gold label 9.8s. That's about $150. All these books with the super low pops that are 150, 200 are all buys. Yeah. Totally. All buys if you like the series. Totally. Then there's the Frankie's Comics third print. This was interesting. And by the way, some retailers are very smart. They're like, wait a second, this book is hot. It yeah. doesn't, it used to be a second print was like, oh, it was kryptonite, right? Yeah. Now, third, second, third prints, the covers are nicer, they're more collectible. Yeah. All of a sudden now, Frankie's Comics is like, hey, we should do this, third print. They only printed, Alex, 300 copies of the book. Jeez. That's there are 12 blue label 9.8s. There's one gold label 9.8. That's a $450 book. Jeez, crazy. And then uh, Planet Awesome did a third print. Mm -hmm. There is no pop on it yet. I'm sure by the time, you know, down the road, you know, CGCs uh, sometimes delays the pop mm -hmm. reports. It could be delayed a little bit. Right now, there's no population on the book. So, you know, we expect those books. There have been some transacted in the $200 range, but they're probably onesies, twosies that came out, but they're not reflected in the pop report yet. So that will be down the road. But again, there's some really, really good raw books. Maybe, maybe Platinum Awesome has them on their website. Maybe Frankie's Comics has them on their website raw. You can get them out there, but those are kind of the books. Yeah, those, those, yeah right, those are the books that I'd be looking at to try to buy. Because again, but we also do know, Alex, especially when it comes to those books, and we've talked about this before, when Frankie's Comics gets the boxes in, they're untouched. Yep, yep. It's like they're not manhandled. They're not right. shipped out you know, one, one, one person at a time after being wrapped up in a warehouse. Okay, so that takes care of Canto, Alex. What do we got next? Yeah, let's talk about Yara 4. I mean, uh, yeah, New Wonder Woman, man. Future State. Yeah. So, so this character blew up. They, they announced a, a TV series. Do you want to talk about the TV series a little bit? Yeah, that yeah. Was I mean, the CW, again, going to the well of DC stuff. Uh, they announced a, a Wonder Girl um, Yara 4 DC series. And... She has come. She's been in a book already, but she's she was announced for the DC Future slate of books, which is the future DC Comics characters. So other Batman's, other Superman's, yada yada yada. So her first major book hasn't even come out yet, and they're already looking at a TV show. Now let me ask you something. It used to be that Marvel and DC would mine old characters, mm -hmm. and they would mine these old characters, and they would bring these characters to screen. The new trend as of late is is don't go too far back in the past. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, the Stargirl show with mm -hmm. Jeff Johns. Uh, when you're looking at some of the, you know, uh, you know, you have the Captain Marvel. Uh, Marvel chose the, the female Captain Marvel, the more modern one. Right. Ms. Marvel, the Kamala Khan version of Ms. Marvel. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, She-Hulk. Like, they're using more modern characters. And sometimes the new iterations of those modern characters, yeah. like you said, Yara Floor, before she's even appeared in her yeah. own title. Yeah. Uh, Naomi as well, which we're going to talk about later, is the same thing. Right. Uh, what, is, what is that trend about? I, I think you just look at it being like, this is what is the modern comic readers are reading. What, what are they going to also watch? What, where's, where's the trans, translation? Uh, you know, it's easy to be like, uh, you know, oh, uh, Wonder Woman Cheetah for Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, of course. It's, it's an obvious choice. These are, these are easy stuff for them. But when you talk about TV and you talk about like streaming services and even video games, you got to go, you got to give them a little something different. And I think that's why these, these modern characters are getting the, the treatment so early. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting that they're, that they're, you know, Yara Flora gets right now. So her first appearance is Wonder Woman annual number four uh, came out in October of 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> three months ago. Yeah. Right. And, and then obviously she has her own title coming out. So that that'll be out soon. Yep. Uh, those number ones are going to be great, especially the ones that feature her on the cover yep. more prominently. 
Uh, so right now, the pop on Wonder Woman Annual 4, uh, as of our show, were two blue label 9.8s, zero gold label 9.8s. So there's nothing to transact of note. We have no idea what the first few are going to sell for. A couple hundred bucks, we'll see. I don't know. Um, but uh, definitely a book to look out for. You know, Wonder Woman mm -hmm. is a decent selling title. Mm -hmm. And the annuals, you know, you know, sometimes they may not sell as well as a regular run issue. But it, this was not an obscure issue. Mm -mm. But even raw, these are selling for twenty to thirty dollars, which is a good sign for nine point eight. So raw yeah. twenty to thirty dollar book usually means a nine eight in the one fifty, one seventy five, two hundred range. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you can get them again, uh, we don't know what the print quality is yet, so that remains to be seen. Um, but definitely something to look out for. Yeah. Okay, great. What do we got next on the list? Let's Alex. keep that Star Wars train going with uh, talking about the uh, Pichuamoco Star Wars Adventures cover. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, there's some companies out there that are doing super, super duper limited uh, runs on stuff. And mm -hmm. at some point down the road, once we get the stuff back from CGC, I will show you uh, what we were able to do with Ace and Homelander and Starlight for the Anthony Starr, Aaron Moriarty signing. The books mm -hmm. came out amazing. The books came out awesome. great. Uh, there were only a couple of hundred books printed. There's going to be uh, 100 blue label 9.8s. There's going to be 100 gold label 9.8s. And that's it. Not going to wow. be any raw books sold. So they're either going to be encapsulated as blue or encapsulated signed as gold. And with shows the way they're going, really the only opportunity to get signed is through these, these private signings. Uh, so that being said, there is a new rush to do these super, super duper limited books, right? We saw the mm -hmm. Dear Becky books. Yeah. And they're selling for $1,500, $2,000. We've talked about that book. So this book caught, sort of caught people off guard. This Scorpion yeah. Comics one caught people off guard. It's the Peach Momoko Virgin cover. They only made 66. The pop is 66. So whatever they printed, it sounds like, you know, maybe they printed 100, 150 copies. Right. But you know, the six, you'll, you'll talk about the significance of the 66, the order 66, um, you know, uh, meta, you know what, what the meaning of that is. But they, you know, they probably had to print 100 to 150 copies. They're not going to release the other copies. These are only coming out as graded. These books are now selling for $700. The Star Wars fans are all over it. Yeah. It just came back Beautiful. out in September of 2020. Talk a little bit about Order 66 and the significance of that number, Alex. Commander Cody, the time has come. Execute order 66 yeah i mean you're 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 a star wars uh <laughs> resident, star, star wars, wars resident. resident yes yeah uh yeah order 66 was in uh episode three and essentially it's the order the empire emperor gives to kill all the jedi all the clone troopers who kill the jedi so order 66 is a big deal um and that cover it's it's yoda it's a virgin cover it's beautiful uh i i'm surprised it's only 700 dollars i that's going to creep up to the thousand range soon. Sooner than when later. Are we gonna, when are we going to see the baby Yoda cover? Uh, so, sooner than later, I believe. I mean, I'm surprised you haven't seen anything yet. I don't know why there's not a Mandalorian kids comic. I, I'd read I know. That. I know. Yeah, you, you're a kid. You're a yeah, kid. of course. You're like, a, you're like, a, you're like a, a man child over there. <laughs> All right. Now, and that leads us to our next Star Wars topic. What's our next Star Wars topic? Darth Revan. So talk to us about Darth Revan, Alex, and the character. Yeah, this is this is a character that, uh, again, another super fan favorite, um, more kind of niche. I mean, this, is, this isn't this is a character that showed up in any of the cartoons or any other media other than the video games and, and maybe some books and comics. Um, a, a character that has kind of spiked a little bit because the character in the old Star Wars canon, because they, they 
after the after Disney bought Star Wars, all the old books and comics Disney came out and was like, ah, oh, those don't those don't count as canon anymore. So they're not part of the history of Star Wars. So uh, the old canon was that Darth Revan was fought in the Mandalorian Civil War, which they just brought up in the show The Mandalorian. So the thing the thought is that maybe they're going to bring him in or there'll be a flashback. There's going to be something with him at some point. Um, we know that Dave Filoni likes this character um, and that he was in the, he was in the, the, the art for one of the movies uh, as like a background character, like Rise of Skywalker or something. So canically, he could be coming in sometime soon. Canically. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever heard that word. Before. That's a word. That's a word. By the way, why is this book so expensive? I mean, the print runs on the Star Wars books were always decent sized. Uh, I, it was, again, I think the Star Wars books at this point were so niche. I mean, it was, I, I didn't read any Star Wars comics at this time. I didn't start reading Star Wars comics until Marvel took it back over. So got it. I don't know how many are out there high grades for collectors rather than people just buying them to read them and then tossing them. Got it. So, so the first appearance is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, number nine, mm-hmm. September of 2006. There are 62 blue label 9.8s. There are two gold label 9.8s. That's about a $1,400 book, Alex. No, yeah. that is no joke, my yeah. friend. Yeah, that is a 1400 Yeah. It's on fire. Yeah. Star Wars fans, People man. People crazy. All right. So now we, it leads us to our, your favorite my, part my of My favorite show. and every uh, listener's favorite. Ah. Well, yeah, you didn't know that. I, don't know about that. I get I don't texts know about all the time about how, how much people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Okay, here we go. It's Alex's pick of the week. What do you got for us, Alex? Uh, yeah, um, Nintendo, which is super hot, super collectible, always oh old Nintendo, right. new Nintendo stuff. I mean, it's just it never stops. Um, they just put out, and they've been doing this kind of retro stuff a lot lately with the the Nintendo Mini, the Super Nintendo Mini. But Nintendo, back in the day, did these things called Game & Watch systems. 85 can now be played on this special Game & Watch system. A plus control pad is included. They were little handheld devices where you could play games. Oh, I remember those. Super simple. Yeah. yeah, super, super simple. Um, they just reproed one uh, Super Mario Brothers. So it's the first Super Mario Brothers game, the Lost Levels, and then the, the ball game where you have to like, you have hands and you have to like catch the ball and juggle with it. But it's a, it's an old repro of that. And it's just awesome. I mean, it looks just like the old game and watch systems. Um, you know, these they're, they're collectible right now because people, everybody's buying them and trying to flip them. I got mine at GameStop. I just got on GameStop.com for, for regular price, but they're not, you can't find them in the stores. You can go to GameStops and look, but they're not there. Um, Nintendo does a thing where they print a small amount, push them out at Christmas, and then four or five months later, they'll print more out. So they'll be out there. Hopefully they do Got more. It. They'll make more. It's, it's fun. It's a fun little neat thing. Yeah. Take okay. Mario on the cool. go with you. Yeah, I do. I remember those when I was a kid. I do remember those. All right, cool. So what do we got up next, Alex? Talk Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah, so so again, you're dealing with a uh, a, a new ver- new iteration mm-hmm. of, of a legacy character two legacy characters right right so so why has this particular version you know when i watched ghost rider when i was a kid it was javier saltares and it was uh mark tessera yeah those were the two ghost riders that i remember as a kid 
but how did they come up with Ghost Rider? Like, why, why is there a cosmic Ghost Rider? And why are people so invested in this new iteration of the character? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, a, it's one of those things where you look at why is Deadpool so popular? Well, it's a little bit of Wolverine. It's a little bit of Spider-Man, two already popular characters put together. Why is Cosmic Ghost Rider so, so cool? And why is it so popular? Cosmic Ghost Rider is a, a Frank Castle, the Punisher, from a, a parallel universe that was giving the cosmic power by, by Galactus and also the Ghost Rider mentality from Mephisto. So he's like, it's three characters wrapped in the one, you know, and there's, there's a lot of fun stuff with that. When you see like a character like Frank Castle and you give him powers, it's Punisher doesn't have any powers. So this is like a neat, cool thing. And you know, they're, they're going to bring him back around and he's piped into the, the regular 616 a little bit. And you know, it's a fun character. It kind of, I think it kind of took everybody uh, by surprise. Yeah. It, to me, it's like the, uh, you know, the, the, the null character right. or, or the, there's the, toys the, of it. Cosmic yeah, Ghostbusters I mean, got a toy. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 interesting. All these new characters that have come out recently that people have really kind of glommed onto, and they mm -hmm. are doing stuff with, like we just talked about earlier. So let's go through it. The first appearance of Cosmic Ghost Rider was Thanos number thirteen. Uh, uh, buckle up because this is a <laughs> long ride. Yes. Okay. A lot of printing. So so January of twenty eighteen, the basic cover six hundred sixteen. Blue label 9.8s, 198 gold label 9.8s, not a low pop, mm -hmm. 350 bucks. Yeah. Okay. The Ra Raphael Albuquerque 1 in 25 variant, 54 blue labels 9.8s, 17 gold label 9.8s. That's a $1,400 book, Alex. $1,400 book. That's uh, what's, what's interesting is it has a tenth of the print run of the basic one. Yeah. Uh, also, interestingly enough, there's the 1 in 10 Mike McCone headshot variant. Mm -hmm. uh, there's 23 blue label 9.8s. There are 11 gold label 9.8s. I could not find any transaction on those, but those are $75 raw. So I would expect on a $75 raw book that you're going to pay somewhere between the $350 for the basic yeah. and the $1,400 for the 1 in 25. My bet is when they start transaction tr transacting, they will probably be in the six to $700 range Yeah, is, is what I think. Excuse Makes me, it's what I think you're going to look at for that. Right. Then you have the very, very cool John Tyler Christopher trading card variant. Uh, again, there's 74 blue label 9.8s. There's 29 gold label 9.8s. Uh, again, I could not find any transacting. I don't know if they're all in personal collections or whatever. Those are $55 raw books. So again, a $55 raw book is probably going to be in the four or $500 range if you can get a 9.8. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you Donnie have Kate's is doing a private signing with CGC. They've already done one. I think yes. they're doing another. Yes. I think they came back. It was so popular. Comic Sketch Art was, is doing another one as well. So the fact that you still don't see any gold labels for these transactions, that means that that's pretty low. That's a low amount. Yeah, there are see some after. Yeah, they're PCs. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is the Jason Burroughs lenticular variant. What's interesting about that is if you've seen the lenticular variants, they're actually very cool in the sense that they're the lenticular aesthetically i think they're hard to display mm -hmm. and i think aesthetically they're not as popular with collectors they're hard to sign mm -hmm. yeah uh they're hard to display they don't display as nicely right as the basic especially between plastic if you see just correct it's, it's a little bit harder correct. to see so as much as lenticular covers are cool mm -hmm. i don't think you're going to see the same value on the lenticular ones um so that one 
has 634 blue label 9.8s, 155 gold label 9.8s. There's actually, Alex, 89 9.9 blue labels, four 9.9 gold label, and one 10.0 because the lenticulars, they don't, yeah. they don't, they don't, so, so those books sell for 50 bucks. Yeah. So again, the lenticulars, what the market is telling you, which, yeah. I, which is what I was reiterating is the lenticulars don't display well. They're not nicely displayed. What I like is they use that cover on subsequent printings. Yes. Yeah. Because it is a great cover. Correct. That's what I like about the cover. Okay. So now let's move on to the second print. Okay. That came out in March. So that came out about approximately two months later. Uh, there are 104 blue label 9.8s. There's 29 gold label 9.8s. That's about a $200 book. The, th the third print came out two months later than that. In May, there's 117 blue label 9.8s. There's 19 gold label 9.8s. And that's about a $110 book. Yeah. Then the fourth print, Alex, <laughs> came out in June. There's 75 blue label 9.8s. There are 10 gold label 9.8s. That's a $75 plus book. The fifth print, Alex, get this, came out in July of 2018. There's only 20 blue label 9.8s, 13 gold label 9.8s. That's about a $75 book. So these are all sort of low popish to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, these are all sort of low popish to me. And uh, these are all probably good buys. And then the last version, there, again, like we talked with the other store owner, there was an unknown comics Virgin Burroughs fifth mm -hmm. print uh, that there are 27 blue label 9.8s. There are 24 gold label 9.8s. It's, it's about a $50 raw book. Yeah. Uh, very, very tough to find. Now, again, I think when people listen to the show or people start to get out of their caves or go buy these, I would, I would go see if Unknown Comics has them, yeah. the Virgin variant. It's a really, really good looking cover. And that would be the book to send in because at $50 raw, you know, if you could try to get some copies. Now, again, those ten, we've talked about it before. Those tend to stay in higher grade because yeah. they were sent to, sh to stores. So, uh, but that seems to be the book uh, to buy in all this. So, you know, you've got a lot of different options there. Maybe somebody tries to collect them all. Uh, but the real one that's going to set you back is the Raphael Albuquerque cover. Yeah. All right, cool. So what do you got next on our list, Alex? Yeah, let's talk Naomi. Speaking of uh, characters, DC characters getting to TV shows and movies. Right out of the gate, Alex. Yeah. Right out the gate. So here's my question for you is the character's full name is Naomi McDuffie. Yep. Was she named in honor of Dwayne? 100%. Oh, 100%. great. Yep. So what do we know about that? I mean, it was just, it, it was a kind of a nice thing that, that Bendis and the creative team did to honor Dwayne McDuffie, who did so much in comic books and in animation. I mean, talking about the Static Shock cartoon, Justice League Unlimited, like he was, he had his hands in a lot of stuff that you might not even know. Um, and, you know, this character, for the Wonder Comics imprint that Bendis did, I mean, right, as soon as it started coming out, people were buying these books up. These were not cheap first, second, third. I mean, these were coming out that people were buying them. And now right. and it was, it was Ava DuVarney uh, working on a TV show. I mean, of course it's going to be, and, and she's amazing. Her, her track record is great. So this is just going to get better and better and higher and higher. Right. So, so Naomi number one came out in uh, March of 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a Jamal Campbell cover mm -hmm. there to your point, people did buy them. Yep. There are 852 blue label 9.8s. There are 42 gold label 9.8s. That's about a $200 book. 
not bad for a very high pop book like that. Mm -hmm. not, not bad at all. Uh, what is interesting uh, is there's a San Diego Comic-Con edition cover. There are 10 blue label 9.8s, zero gold label 9.8s. That's, that's a $50 raw book. Those books don't exist. Yeah, I don't know how many DC low. printed them. I, I don't know how many DC printed or where you could get them, but you can't find that book. Like you can't find raw, you can't find graded. It doesn't exist. To me, if you could find a copy, that's the one to buy. Now, obviously there was no San Diego Comic-Con this year. So a lot of times when people go back to those shows the following year, people will have the stuff from the year prior or yeah. two years prior, but that's a book you can't find right now. To me, that's the book to buy. Yeah. Uh, then there's the Emanuela Lupacino. I'm a huge fan of hers. Huge, huge fans of Emanuela. I own some art of hers. Uh, she's wonderful. I got some art from her back at New York Comic Con 2018. Uh, she's lovely. Uh, there are 446 blue label 9.8s. There are 17 gold label 9.8s. And that's about a $200 book. So that mm -hmm. has half the, 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 uh, the pop of the other, of the Jamal Campbell cover. Uh, but it sells for around the same price. Uh, then in uh, April, they came out with the recolored second print, Jamal mm -hmm. Campbell cover. There are 28 blue label 9.8s. There are zero gold label 9.8s. That's about 125 to 150. To me, that's a great buy. The neat, yeah, that's a good one. And then the third print was recolored again. <laughs> there are 43 blue label 9.8s, three Fine. gold label 9.8s, also 125 to 150 dollars. Yeah. Also, probably a buy. Now's the time to buy it. The show's going to come on. Those books are going to skyrocket. Yep. Yep. Especially those low pop books. Yep. You already see it happen. I mean, it's, it's Brian Michael Bendis, co-creator Miles Morales. I mean, it's, it's, you, you, if you think about, you know, what happened with that character, I could see DC pushing this character just as much. It's a young yes. character. It talks to the young generation, a different generation. I could see it happening. Right. Okay. So the, uh, the what is the last topic for today? We got a good last topic. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk uh, Spawn, um, and not number ones, uh, but the Gunslinger Spawn. So this is an interesting one. This is something that popped up on my radar, and it's not something we talked about. It's not something on my radar, and I don't even know how well known this topic is, quite frankly. So character called Gunslinger first appeared at Spawn number one seventy four. Spawn has always had a decent sized print run. Mm -hmm. The print run never really dropped on that book. I mean, it's had its peaks and valleys. Yeah but never really was like low. And, and, right. the, and the Spawn PC collectors, um, they have that book in their run. It's not, it's not a book that's like, oh, I'm missing that book. Like, yeah. it, it, you know, the Spawn people, they buy Spawn every single month yeah. and they have been for years. Yep. So came out in January of 2008. There are 122 blue label 9.8s, 22 gold label 9.8s. The book sells for 550 to $600. Alex, what is the story with Gunslinger? Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's the past spawn, Al Simmons. It's his uh, great-great-grandfather. Uh, there's blood relation there, and he was a spawn. He was a, a gunslinger spawn in the Wild West-type era. And, you know, this, character's, this character popped up. I mean, we're on, we're on issue 300 of spawn, right? So this is a long time ago, a lot of issues ago. And now the character's starting to come back, and he's going to start using him. It's a fun character. It's another Simmons spawn. It's something that I don't think is going to go away. And, it, it, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the movie. There could be a flashback. The new movie has got a flashback with the gunslinger in it. That's it. You know? I know, but it came out of nowhere. Alex, yeah. it came out of nowhere. I mean, you and I have been doing this a long time. Like, 
this is not something that was on our radar. And then boom, the character just took off. All every spawn is a first appearance of some character, right? Like the first 10 issues are all the first. So a a series like this, where the, the series has gone on forever, you know, it doesn't hurt if you're a spawn collector, you probably have them all board and bag them, make sure they're nice because you never know when something's going to pop. Right. Right. All right, good. I think that does that for today. I think yeah, we had a quick, great show quick. today. We went a little overtime. We worked a little. <laughs> Alex, you worked a few extra minutes. I, I you know. I'll bill uh, you. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send it to me. Yeah. Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we will see everybody. If you have any comments on the show today, today was a fun show. I want to do more of yep. these kind of shows where we kind of find the you know uh, diamonds in the rough. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, or you uh, just leave them in the comments section. If you have any books that you feel are diamonds in the rough or characters, just let us know. Yeah. And uh, we will see you next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Bye, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.